I'm sorry. <laughs> Paige is making me redo the intro. So welcome to Queer Halftime. My name is Becca. I use she, they pronouns. My name is Paige and I use they, them pronouns. Is that better for you? It is. Yes. yes thank yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> so I was going to say yesterday for you. Last week, we went on a big rant. And this one is going to be similar. So buckle in. Tis the season for big rants. Truly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we are talking about, we kind of touched on it very, very briefly last episode. We want to talk about like white saviorism, which for those of you who have never heard the term before is basically white people going into, you know, places like Africa, the Middle East. I think the term was originally used to describe situations happening in the Philippines. Um, But it's basically like racialized people have no agency and are like rely on the benevolence of us white folks to Mm -hmm. save them. And oh my God, we're so good. Like look at us go. That kind of thing. It's very, very self-serving, very self-centering. It's usually just like at best a Band-Aid solution, but of course Band-Aids fall off. Um, sometimes it's not even that like we've I'm sure we've all heard story about you know the kids who go on trips in high school to build a school somewhere and then it's like oh we just put like barbed wire around a field um Mm -hmm. yeah that was it so well and mission trips are also very self-serving because they like they only treat symptoms of poverty without like targeting the actual cause of the poverty um and so I feel like it's super damaging in that sense as well because like sure great you have a school now but like what about running water well and that's the thing right so you get these places and even the ones who do actually build a building yeah it's like oh we built a hospital it's like okay are there doctors are there doctors are there there nurses are there staff are there supplies right and it's the same with schools it's like okay are there teachers are there school supplies like are there books are there or pencils is it just an empty building that a bunch of teenagers built to make them feel good about themselves to say that they went on a mission trip yeah yeah Yeah. So it's very, it's incredibly self-serving and like missions specifically is kind of what we want to focus on, which I feel like you can probably define it better, but it's the religiously based white saviorism. Exactly. Yeah. I think I had, oh, I didn't really have anything in particular to describe it, but I guess how I would kind of go about describing missionaries are, um, folks who are traveling to different areas of the world uh to spread to spread their gospel gospel, whatever gospel it may be that they believe in whether it's catholicism or christianity or any like mormonism for example and yeah so they go and they spread their gospel and it's often um like we have talked about already, it's a self-serving purpose. Um, You think at the time, having been raised Mormon um, in specific, it's kind like you're kind of raised to be excited to go on your mission when you hit the right age um, because like you think that you're doing the right thing because you like you so fully believe in that faith. Um, And it's it's just... It's interesting now as an ex-Mormon to look back on it because for for the men, and I'm going to go on a little bit of a Mormon tangent here because that's how I was raised. Yep. Um, very, very clearly not Mormon anymore. Um, but for the men, going on a mission was mandatory and they had to leave when they were 18 years old and their mission was two years long. 
Um, they would get placed anywhere in the world. I had friends who were placed as close as Calgary and as far as New Zealand. Um, I have, and I wouldn't call them friends anymore because we don't speak because I'm not a Mormon anymore. Um, and so for the men, it's mandatory and for women, it's optional. Um, but women go when they're 19 and they only go for a year and a half because what typically happens is when Mormons come back from their mission, they are placed in a young single adults ward. Um, and so that's like where you meet whoever you marry, basically. Um, so they have young adult events for people who come back from their missions um, and for people who didn't go on missions as well, for for women who didn't go on missions. Yeah. The ladies got to get to making babies. Exactly. Because those are prime childbearing years, quote unquote. Um, yeah. And so that's, it's really forced on, on the men to go on the missions and then for the women to be ready to, to make a home basically. Yeah. I feel like it's very, like, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like it's very Christian. Absolutely. Right. I don't think I've ever heard of a non-Christian sect doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's also like part of that, I think, is it's tied really closely with colonialism with like wanting to civilize. I was just going to get into that too. And wanting to yeah. like save the people from themselves and their savage ways. Exactly. Uh, and displacing people and yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The connection between mission work and colonization is undeniable. Yeah. You can't extricate one from the other. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you don't get one without the other. Yeah. They are hand in hand. They are. Cause it's very, it's, I mean, they both, I think come from this place of, I know what's best. Totally. Even though I've never been here, I know nothing about it. I don't speak the language. I know what's best. I don't you. know the culture. I don't know the language. I don't yeah. know the people. Like there's so much, unknown. like, it's not like you spend time researching where you're going on your mission. Like you get your mission call and you leave a week or two later, at least in Mormonism. Oh, wow. That's yeah. A, that's a quick turnover. Yeah. Um, you, once you turn 18 and have graduated high school, you wait for your mission call. And as soon as you get it, you leave like within weeks of getting it. So if you're in like Mexico, you have no time to learn Spanish. Or nope. like, okay. Nope. No time to learn the languages at all. You just kind of get thrown in with the sharks. Oh boy. Yeah. Cause that can only go well. Well, right. and that that's another point that I wanted to touch on as well is is how white centered missionary work is because there is no effort put into learning the language yeah. or learning the culture or learning uh, the place at all. It's just wham, bam, thank you, bam. <laughs> you know, surely they know the civilized language of English. Exactly. Yeah. And if they don't, they'll learn because who wouldn't want to learn? This garbage language. Who doesn't want to learn our garbage language? Basically Frankenstein's monster of languages. (laughs) Exactly. Truly. (laughs) Seriously. Um, And a lot of things too, uh, based on missions, is that people uh, who go on mission trips feel as though they need to quote unquote save people that they're um, working with. So I just made. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'll see it when when this comes up. Um, but they also believe that they're doing the right thing, which is just, it's such an interesting concept of religion to just, and I don't want to use the term brainwashed, but brainwashed is kind of the best term that I can come up with. Indoctrinated. Indoctrinated. Absolutely. Yeah. It is. And especially Mormonism, it is indoctrinated 
into you from a very 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 young basically age. instantly right absolutely like, yeah. yeah everybody you know like from the members of your church uh to your friends to your family to whoever um that's just oh you're a man and you're 18 time to go on your mission and then when you get back come back get married have kids and that's yeah well and some of these some of these sects are like convert at all costs it's very like the oh, ends justify the means right yeah it's and like yes i may all. be harassing people and putting them in danger, like all these things but at least they'll get into heaven right exactly 100 yeah. yeah and that's such like such an interesting way of thinking about it especially in mormonism there are different like tiers of heaven yeah oh yeah that's true. yeah there's like the celestial kingdom the terrestrial kingdom and the telestial kingdom i don't remember what order they go in i have not been mormon for a very long time like celestial would be the high- just like because terrestrial is like earth kind yeah of. exactly yeah and then there's also like hell whatever telestial means I don't know. And I could be using the wrong words. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. Um, I'm like 98% sure those are proper words, though. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the different degrees of heaven and even like a big thing of Mormon missionaries is like the converting people, obviously. That's a big thing of mission work in general is converting them to your faith, your gospel, your religion. Um and ultimately um, getting baptized. Um, Mormonisms get baptized when they're eight years old, um, when they can kind of like, not necessarily make that decision for yourself because you're still an eight-year-old child, Yeah. but you can kind of understand what it means and what's happening when you go and get baptized. Better than the 40 days. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, But there's something that you can do once you turn, I, it was 16 when I was growing up. I believe I was corrected by a Mormon youth recently that it's now 14 and up. Um, but you can go to the Mormon temples and do baptisms for the dead. Um, and so those are for children who died before they were eight, who weren't able to get baptized, people who had converted, quote unquote, to Mormonism, who died before they were able to get baptized, and even people that missionaries visited and they like they claimed to have converted them and then once they pass they submit their name for a baptism for the dead um without obviously without the person's permission because they're deceased and so I've always found that to be a very controversial topic and I feel very weird about it myself having participated in that as a youth I have a question yeah about it so say so I have a bunch of Mormon family so Mm -hmm. say like one of my cousins could they do a baptism for like my grandparents who have passed, but who had no love for the Mormon church, wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. So they could just, okay, yeah. cool. That's fun. Yeah. I think yeah, it like, yeah. for example, if I were to die and somebody were to get baptized for me, it wouldn't work because I've had my name and records completely expunged from the church. Apostate. I am. Apostate. Apostate. Yeah. 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 There we go. <laughs> <laughs> It's a um, word I've only read. <laughs> fair enough. Well, now you have said it. Congratulations. Um, yeah. So like in my instance, somebody couldn't get baptized for the dead for okay. me. So you can't, there's no take backs. 
Exactly. Yeah. Once you're removed from the church and getting removed from the church, this is a sidebar, but like going through the process of getting your name removed from like the Mormon church records is a freaking process and a half. Didn't you say it was like daily calls for like a month? Yeah. Yeah. From our bishop. Bishop. Yes. Yeah. I sent in all the paperwork, everything like that. The paperwork took me like half of a day, maybe like not even. Um, And I was literally bombarded with phone calls um every day for close to a month of are you sure you want to do this come back to the church so we can see you and talk about it let us send the missionaries to you let us send the relief society to you for context the relief society is the quote-unquote group that women above 18 go to so like there's a different group for children and infants and then youth and then men and women um, and so the Relief Society is where the women would go. I find it interesting how highly stratified this is. Like, there's no intergenerational not at all. contact. No, not at all. Which seems really unhealthy. Um, there is, so there is, like, church as a whole, where, like, the entire congregation meets for the right. first hour. And after that first hour, then you all divide. Yeah. But, like, the social groups and stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So the first division you go through when you're going to church, because Mormon church is three hours long. So the first hour is spent with the entire congregation. Um, the second hour is spent with your age group um, from youth and above. Um, children and infants are all just kind of mixed together. Um, but so the men and the women um, are mixed for that hour. And then the youth males and females are mixed for that hour. And then you all divide into your um, gender specific yeah. groups. Cause there's no such thing as a non-BD. No. Oh God. No, no, that does not exist. Not anything uh, to us LGBTQIA plus related has no place in the Mormon church. Right. Yeah. You just roll your eyes so hard. I know. It looks I, like- <laughs> I felt like I was going to like roll my eyes out of my head. <laughs> Those um, went almost all the way back. That was incredible. <laughs> that tells you how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucked. It's fucked up. It's ridiculous. Yeah. When people roll their eyes so hard, there's almost no iris. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was completely like non-controlled. Oh too. no, it no, that happened. was so deeply felt. <laughs> that was amazing. Um yeah so we we were talking about like wanting to talk about missionaries and like for yeah. me there were two specific ones that immediately popped into my mind okay um and we talked about this in the office because there's one i think a lot oh, of yes. people heard of in 2018 where what was his name john allen chow was killed doing missionary work um he went to the like north sentinel island which is like in the andaman islands in india um to this island that people are not allowed to go to because the sentinelese learned from what happened to people on other nearby islands and how deeply fucked over they were um by colonization like it was like i learned the term ecocide oh today so like there was um so like there was rampant disease and stuff but the ecocide was like the very fast um destruction of the environment that they were used because they were hunter-gatherers okay right right yeah and so they couldn't yeah so the sentinelese learned from that and were like nobody fucking come anywhere near us we're gonna kill you uh and the government was like yeah no for sure um (laughs) copy 
So this missionary knew the history, which right. I didn't realize and makes this just so much wilder. And he knew that oh, he was wow. going there illegally because you can, Jeez. some like researchers and anthropologists can get passes and some of them have had relationships. Right. right? Of course. Um, but it's different from like an anthropologist and a missionary. Well, and like, so modern, obviously anthropology, like as someone who studied anthropology, I'm yes. fully aware of my discipline's colonial history. And I like to say that most of us, the newer of us, have changed and understand that history. Yes, um, of course. But yeah, so he went and so he basically hired some fishermen. Yeah. To take him to the islands and like went, you know, within like a couple hundred meters. And he was scared off by people being like, you know, shouting and waving and stuff. Get away from um, here. And he did this <laughs> a couple times. And at one point, a young boy like shot an arrow through the Bible he was holding. Yeah. Which is, I think, pretty on the nose. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then on um his kind of final trip in, he at some point died. Right. right? So yeah. I don't, from what I found, we aren't entirely sure how it happened, but it is like we're pretty sure like the Sentinelese did something. Yeah. Um, and basically the fishermen were actually arrested. Oh, for okay. helping him oh wow um and because this guy was american so the american government was like no we don't want these people investigated like mm-hmm. and the indian government was like yeah because we're not going to so good yeah um body was never recovered because it just would have been too dangerous like exactly they've made it so clear not to talk to them exactly right they're but so in their own he was so like so egotistical to be like no i know better these people have killed people trying to mess with them before exactly there's, there's that history history mm-hmm. right but no he was like no i know better i'm gonna bring them to god yeah he was a american evangelical oh, um yeah 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 we're not one to make fun of people's deaths but you should have known better yeah exactly you you kind of had that one coming like you knew you were there illegally you knew that like yeah there's a lot of history there that like you yeah. you knew better yeah 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 um but then the other one that comes to mind is rachel block yeah rachel or renee oh renee just kidding she looks like a rachel let's say that she looks um, like a karen she <laughs> actually no she doesn't look like a karen so i learned this story actually from a podcast that we've talked about so many times it's behind the bastards we love it it's mm-hmm. yeah and kelsey both but renee i hadn't seen a picture of her until today Right. She looks exactly like what I thought she would. Yeah. Yeah. What? Listen to this story and then just picture it. That's what she looks like. And then Google it. And yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> You'll see what we mean. <laughs> so she is also an American evangelical Christian and she started a charitable organization called Serving His Children uh, in Uganda that had a like treatment center focus. Okay. Right. So oh, basically right. it started yeah. with like there was this young boy severely malnourished. They took him in, kind of fed him up, um, and then just sent him on his way with no follow-up. Yeah. And then he ended up exactly in the position. And I believe he passed. Um, actually in her care, it's estimated that at least 105 children yes. have died. I did the math. On average, that's 21 children per per year or almost two per month. That's every second week, bro. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, and part of it is she was pretending to be a doctor. Like she was doing blood transfusions. She was, she, her blog is incredible. 
Oh God, she has a blog. She has a blog. She enumerate, enumerates all of her crimes, oh, not realizing yeah. that they're crimes. Um, but she has this thing. She did a blood transfusion on this kid, and it made them sicker because it was the wrong blood type. Because she doesn't know what she's doing. Because she's not a doctor. Oh, and then she like, found no. out that she was a blood match. She could save this child's life. How did she find out that she was a blood match? Because that- the doctor came and was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I. <gasps> But yeah, so she was sued by these two mothers um, and she settled out of court, um, basically meaning she would pay them without having to take responsibility. Right. Um, and now she's being investigated by a bunch of other people, but. Oh, good God. Yeah. No. Um, obviously first... not good God in this in this context, obviously. <laughs> Just to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> Just the expression. Why? <laughs> blonde woman goes to uganda and pretends to be a doctor and kills a bunch of kids yeah oh fuck i know yeah Yeah. and like it was like she had so many opportunities to stop and so many opportunities where it was pointed out that this is not okay and this is dangerous and like yeah never took responsibility never changed did just did things to kind of make the pr look better right right like there's this one photo with like a man in a lab coat is standing behind her so clearly he's the doctor and directing her but she's very clearly giving like medical interventions oh my god yeah yeah that's so to all my fellow white people i don't know bro fucking stop just stop yeah please like, stay home yeah right at all the mormons just start pumping out the babies earlier like what makes the difference of <laughs> two years <laughs> just get the head start on things that's not the message i want to know i know i know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. like like you said just stop just stop like yeah no one wants you there you're stop, not reflect people. take a look at what it is you're actually doing like just just don't just yeah just don't just don't <laughs> um like we said in last week's episode you're not special exactly you're not special you're not helping anybody it's not god's will it's like you're not saving anybody well, god whole, didn't call you to it like the whole saving people is wild to me so like mm-hmm. i was raised by a norse pagan and the thought of people being terrified of their gods is kind of baffling to me just because of that because there wasn't we're back you're not special Uh... (laughs) just the way you just dove into that oh boy yeah you're not (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah i don't know like what is there to say like it's just yeah like i was saying so there's no like there isn't hell exactly right like it's you have to respect the gods because they will fuck up your entire day so bad (laughs) and maybe more than your day exactly it's the whole idea of being absolutely terrified is kind of bonkers absolutely to me having been raised mormon and been raised exposed to hell from a very young age it was absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous. I had experiences as a child that I was like, I'm going to go to hell for this. And I was genuinely terrified. I was like, what have I done? Like, how do I make this better? Like exploring, even like now, uh, how I've been like exploring my gender and my sexuality and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. A lot of it ties back into the, um, 
oh, well, what about hell? And it's, it's always just like in the back of my mind, kind of. And it's like, well, no, like, I don't even believe in any of that anymore. <laughs> what is, what is going on here? Um, and just to have that, like you said, so indoctrinated from such yeah. a young age, it was terrifying. And I've yeah, only, yeah. I've only been out as non-binary for almost two years now. Even just coming out as non-binary, none of my family on my dad's side knows because they're still primarily Mormon. Um, and they're just, even the ones who aren't Mormon are pretty homophobic. Um, yeah. yeah. So dad, don't watch this. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, if he's gone um, to this point, he knows. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like the way that it's so drilled into their heads and their minds. And luckily my grandma's a really accepting person. My grandma, um, has specifically gone out of her way to tell me that just because I don't agree with your life decisions doesn't mean that I don't love you, which I really respect her for. Yeah. Um, it's a very woke quote unquote thing for her to have said being in her seventies. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's crazy. It's also baffling to me how young everybody in my family is. Like my dad oh, yeah. just turned 50. My grandma just turned 70. I'm in my mid twenties. Like, everybody yeah. is just so young my mom the other day is about she turns 50 next year um but she was telling me she was like if I was you or if I was your grandma by this age I would have a whole gaggle of grandkids by now and I was like what do you want me to say sorry like <laughs> <laughs> and she was like no thank you never have kids and I was like yeah. oh well and then there's that weird feeling of like my mom just told me never to have kids what does that say about me I was joking um, <laughs> about that with my mom the other day because I was like you know by when she was my age she had a three-year-old and a one-year-old Oh, okay. Yeah. And she, like, she and my dad had made the decision to have kids quite young. Right. And she was like, and she has told me, like, when I've joked about, like, baby fever or whatever, like, about me being too young. Totally. Right? Yeah. And, like, she's like, I'm not, I don't regret doing it, mm-hmm. but I was too young. Totally. Right? Yeah, Because she was, and, like, she was 25 when yeah. I was born, right? So. My mom would have been, I think, 23. And so my dad would have been 24. Yeah. But I mean, back then kids did also just, or people did just also have kids earlier yeah. in general, I find. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like I'm 28. I can barely keep myself alive. Literally though. Yeah. I sit back and I think sometimes I'm like, holy shit. Like, how am I a person? I'm- <laughs> I don't know. I forget to eat. I forget to drink water. Like part of that is the disassociation. I mean, how am I a person? <laughs> Am I alive? Wait a second. Do let I me, exist? Let other... me ponder this for 12 hours. Yeah. Wait, other people can perceive me? Oh, what good Lord. Fuck? Don't get me started. I know. I've talked about that before, about how I wish just, especially men could just not perceive me. That would be right? great. If I could just like uh, be invisible to men, that would be yeah. excellent. Yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. A lot of thoughts. Um, Definitely. Turns out our holiday time episodes are just going to be short ranty ones, which I'm yeah. kind of into. I mean, at least we're not ranting about Christmas. Because not all of us like me hate Christmas. At Becca. Um, <laughs> I got my Christmas tree. And it's all decorated. And my house smells so nice. And it's all pink, isn't it? It's Yeah. Yeah. So I got a real tree. Um, and I got all pink decorations. I was thinking about doing all black. Yeah. It's I have the two aesthetics and you have to yeah find that happy medium between yeah the two. but I, I was too broke <laughs> to buy both fair so we I just feel went that with pink 
Nice. I love yeah. that for you. Yeah. So it's very pretty. Yeah. Do you have um, anything else you wanted to add to this little ranty session? I you thought about had? something while you were talking and no, I don't remember. So it can't have been that important. Understandable. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Like, oh yeah, that's what it was. Like, <laughs> so there's the whole thing in Christianity about being made in God's image, right? Oh, good Lord. Yeah. And then it's like, you're going to hell because you're wrong. It's like, well, what, only one of those things can be true. Mm-hmm. Like I, I recently was introduced to this song called I'm Afraid I'll Go to Heaven. Oh, okay. Interesting. Who's it by? Um, oh my God. I cannot remember. That's fine. But it's like, um, basically the whole point of the song very much sums up my thoughts as a child of like, I don't know that I would want to go to heaven because yeah. all of these terrible people that I knew growing up were so convinced that they were going. And I'm like, I don't want to spend eternity with you guys. Like, right. Yeah. That actually sounds kind of chill. Seriously, I think even now, if I were to perceive the ideology of heaven versus hell, I would pick hell over heaven. <laughs> like, yeah. I have tattoos, I have piercings, I drink, right. I smoke, I, you know, yeah. like XYZ, check yeah. it off. Yeah. Um, I think that hell would be more fun anyways. Although, do you want to hear something really funny? <laughs> yes, I do. So we had our P flag meeting last night. Yes. Uh with our parents. Not not my parents, but like out loud out parents. Loud parents. Yeah. <laughs> <Jinx>. <laughs> um, and like I've made this joke before about the people who refuse to use chosen names who are really religious. I'm like, well, none of the apostles use their real names. Uh-huh. And then one of the dads, shout out Chris, was like, Doesn't the Pope change his name? <laughs> and I was like, Yes, Chris. Yes, he does. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like, why don't you dead name the Pope? <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah but like really though it's like why can he why can he change his name exactly why but is that okay but you're not okay dude. teenager can't mm-hmm. exactly no that your teenager probably has a more cool creative name too because they're all paul or john exactly. paul or there's a couple that were benedict or innocence of course i think one of the benedicts got put on trial as a corpse though which is kind of fun oh nice the art That's around that cool. is kind of amazing they dug him up and put his dead body on trial wow yeah kind of wild i can't remember what for but fair you know yeah. early early days <laughs> it's probably some wild it's gotta be <laughs> yeah yeah um, but yeah that was just kind of my last comment yeah um, no that's fair i know we just did queer joys yesterday do you have any new ones since yesterday do i have a new queer joy let's see Ooh, my queer joy is that i am going to see my favorite band in vancouver in may as an early birthday get- <gasps> gift to myself and i cannot wait uh it's a band that i have been dying to see for a very long time i had tickets to see them in la but i had to get my passport renewed and my passport came in the mail the day after the concert um and so I've been trying to see them for years I uh, it's a band called Death Grips okay um they are experimental hip-hop they're not for everybody I will give you that warning now um if you're into that kind of thing check them out they're dope uh Vancouver is sold out so good luck finding tickets um but I'm just oh I'm so excited I can't wait I love just I love treating myself to to trips around my birthday last year I went to Montreal to visit my little brother um the year before that, I think I was in Vancouver as well, but I don't remember exactly. Um, so I just, I like 
and it's a solo trip my boyfriend asked me if he could come and I was like respectfully no (laughs) um I just want to go by myself and like have a fun time it's a pages only trip exactly yeah Yeah. so I am really excited for that I have bought my ticket and the show is completely sold out and now I'm looking at booking my flight and my Airbnb and everything is coming together very nicely and I am very freaking excited for it nice yeah what about you Um, mine is if I get my shit together and this gets posted when it's supposed to it will be the solstice oh yes it will which is my family's basically new year right kind of our equivalent right like Mm -hmm. the longest night of the year and then the sun comes back and yeah so we always do like some kind of outing like we've been to like the botanical garden like the U of A botanic gardens with their light right thing well that's probably nice because nowhere is closed down for the solstice you know whereas with new year's eve Um, everything's like "Uh so i think this year we're doing the tells world of science and then going to get all you can sushi right um and i'm very excited yay oh that's awesome i love that for you yes so i will be celebrating the solstice when you listen to this yay hooray for solstice hooray for back with them and their family yeah um yeah so thank you for joining us have safe warm happy holiday time holiday time holiday time uh be kind to yourself and others and we'll see you uh in the new year indeed Bye. bye everyone